0: Brandon Cutler here from AEW, and I hope you guys have an awesome podcast with the Monster Cast. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross App Fightful here. You're watching the Monster Cast with Jack and Ryan. A big shout out to those fellas. Good people. Check them out.
1: Of the Monster Cast, the strange Monster chat and Ryan. Welcome to the Monster Cast, take two. Let's go. We've been having some issues. uh Hopefully, we just fix them. I don't know. I, like I said before, don't have high hopes. But something's clearly going on. I don't know if it's with Sparklight. I don't know if it's with my shit. I don't know. It shouldn't be my shit because it's the same settings as always. But uh, it could be a Sparklight thing, which is obviously my provider for internet. So, anyway, we got a big show for you, Uh, but first up, with the hot tag topics, and I'm rocking the Muda shirt, obviously, with his retirement, we were talking about that before we got cut off last time, and I had made the joke about him having uh, two matches on his last night, just to rub it in and get one more in. I mean, they were both losses, but still. Um, Him versus uh, Chono, and uh, Naito, obviously. Uh okay so obviously last week was a huge week we had the two reviews right we had the battle in the valley review which has been very popular on the internet by the way i should probably start watching some more uh, japanese wrestling which we will do by the way uh, at the request of somebody on our uh, youtube uh, channel one of our subscribers requested a match and we're gonna end up doing that as well so i can't wait to post that uh but there's a tjpw show coming up soon march 31st that i plan on purchasing and getting that, because it's going to have Maki Ito on it. uh, uh, Wasteland War Party is going to be on it. uh, Yuka Zakazaki is going to be on it. So There's a a few names on there that I know, so it's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to get that. Uh, Wasteland War
0: Party just did a match at a local here in North Carolina, I think. Um, Nice. They're they're traveling that much back and forth? Yeah, they just did I think it's called DPW, I want to say. I don't remember. That sounds right.
1: That, that yeah. sounds like that sounds familiar actually. That's Out cool. in Concord or something.
0: Like yeah. Oh dude, I hope they come here sometime. That'd
1: be awesome. Like if they were on the card, that's something I would go to because uh, I love me some Heidi Howitzer and Max the Impaler. So that'd be cool shit. Um, I actually just tweeted about them. Um, because the Ring of Honor matches were leaked. Not this. I haven't looked at the spoilers, but for the tapings, mm-hmm. they had somebody had listed all the matches, and I'm not gonna say any spoilers because one, I don't know them, and two, uh. I'm not going broadcast. out of my way to find them. I, yeah, well, why the fuck would I spoil yeah. that? Like, I'm actually I'm really excited for the new Ring of Honor to finally happen, and I'm considering um, using my uh, former Amazon Prime money on Ring of Honor instead. <laughs> um, but uh, what's what the matches that were listed? Do there's like 19 matches that were taped night one, and there's supposed to be more today. They did
0: t- I believe. Two days of tapings on two shows worth of tapings because I know one person. Had a second match on night two that was next week. So,
1: yeah, there's but a, they're supposed to have another round of tapings today or tomorrow or something like that. That is going to have be like another two shows. So, I guess they're doing like a month at a time or whatever in Universal Studios, which is where we used to go to watch the. Well, it used to go, like I did it more than once. We watched uh, we watched two episodes, Christina, of uh, TNA. Th- oh. Yeah, two episodes of TNA when they used to be in Universal Studios. Uh, so, that was pretty cool.
0: Do you think it's going to hurt their. Because I know they're doing the Honor Club subscription or whatever. Do you think they're going to have the same issue that Rampage kind of has where people can just look up the results so they're not going to be as uh, interested in watching it? Like they care more about the outcomes than the actual match?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I feel like it could be like an NXT UK situation, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that would be the same thing, right? So like you got out of your way to watch Walter versus Ilya Dragunov because everybody told you how good it was, but you already know the result. Right. Yeah, I can see that happening. But the hardcore Ring of Honor fans that really don't want to be uh, surprised and want to see if it actually is going to be what they uh, ended up loving by the end of Ring of Honor and stuff like that, I think they're not going to want to spoil it for themselves. So, I think over time, uh, it would have to change. You're going to have to change that format, but to start out, just to get it going, I think that actually is smart on Tony Khan's part because if he is trying to get it on a uh, TV network, why not show them how good the product could be? And then you have actual video evidence of what your creation was for Ring of Honor, not showing them stuff that you had no part in. And then you'd be like, hey, look at what I'm doing with this. This needs to be on TV. Look at how people are reacting to this content and stuff. I think it, it's okay for the start of it, but I think it's going to have to change eventually like he's gonna have to change the model but I think this is a good step honestly because it was really not going anywhere and you're just losing money by just having it and not being able to do anything with the library or whatever so not shutting down honor club right away was a very smart move by him I think making the ring of honor pay-per-views cost a little bit less if you have honor club also makes sense by him um so I'm I'm all for the way that it's starting out we'll see where it goes and how the audience reacts but as far as the list of matches that I saw I'm hyped. I saw Eddie Kingston had a match. I saw uh, Angelico is about to have a match on there. Uh, Yeah. I saw Lady Frost is on there, and that's the tweet that I made. I was like, I'm very happy for Lady Frost, who left Impact um, to get a shot here. And I was like, now I'd like to see some more of my indie favorites, Lufisto, Sage Sin, Ruby Rays who we've had on the show and wants to be on the show again, Um, and and, uh, Wasteland War Party we just talked about i would like to see all these ladies get chances as well i still think it's an absolute crime that lufisto is not signed to a major promotion it makes no sense to me at all but anyway so yeah i do think that this is a nice uh chapter one of tony khan's uh tv uh, situation for the newly acquired ring of honor
0: i like the way the set looks and everything i saw some pictures of that on twitter it looked uh the set looked really nice. Clean,
1: right? Actually. Looked clean. Yeah. yeah. look
0: good. All right. So everybody was like, t- oh, yeah, t- the production values are so high. I was like, yeah, the set's nice, but that doesn't mean that the filming will be good. Like, that's that's what you really have to worry about. It looking cool for everybody in attendance is cool, but if they don't film it good, then it's, you know, it's a whole different the
1: story. The other couple things I, like, I want to point out, too, is Zack Sabre Jr. defended the TV t- championship from IWGP on there. Uh, hmm. Aussie Open showed up on there. Um, Timothy Thatcher showed up. So, I mean, they got names in there. Like, it's not like... Uh, and I don't want to, like, you know... I don't want to... I don't want to throw anybody under the bus like I'm making fun of them or saying that they're not worthy or anything. But it's not like a bunch of cheeseburgers out there. You get know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're going out yeah. and getting names.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I know what you mean. Like, not talking shit on him or anything. But, yeah, it's like... You'd, you want more name recognition and more like they've done stuff aside from just indie stuff on the show to sort of buy in that initial set of viewers aside from the pe- people that we're going to watch no matter what. Yeah, I get you.
1: Okay. So let's get into it. We got to talk first up. Hype levels for Revolution. Had they changed from the previous week? Now we had last week at the end of the show, I had just mentioned in passing, hey, what's your hype levels for Revolution uh, with only like two weeks away? From the show because it hasn't been getting a lot of, you know, matches signed and all this stuff, uh, a lot of announcements. And I believe you said six or six and a half, and I said seven, which was still low for me for AEW pay per view. Now after being after having like a lot more matches announced, like four or five more matches announced, possibly another couple. What right now is your hype level? With the obviously we got the Iron Man match, right? You have right. got the you've got the
0: uh the three-way for the <laughs> women's championship yeah that's what
1: they announced on yeah dynamite the three-way with uh saraya uh hater and ruby Soho. then you've got the um four-way tag team match where one of the teams was already um put in which was jeff jared and jay lethal who everybody hates which makes me love them even more <laughs> I, I i'm digging the just this jeff Jarrett, jay lethal yeah. thing and i shouldn't be i really shouldn't be but i am it, it, and it, it goes Sunday against Dulley, every complaint I think is I've really made. Helping, By the way,
0: it goes against every complaint I've made about old people coming in and taking spots or whatever. But like, he does it so well that I don't. It I don't know what it is. It's something about Jeff Jarrett specifically. I never cared about him in any other fucking company, but for some reason, what he's doing here specifically, I'm like I'm bought into it. Like I, because I know that he's not going to go over in the end, and I think that's what makes it okay for me. But when you see guys like... I'm okay with him going
1: over in the end. He doesn't have... Okay, so... uh, We've we've talked about this for a couple times. Remember, we had the same conversation about Sting. And I said I'd be okay with him winning the tag titles. I'd be okay with him winning the TNT title. And at first, when he first debuted, I said I would even be okay with him winning the world title if we saw that he could still go. Now, obviously, he could still go, but it's on a much uh, smaller scale as far as, like, sample size, right? So, like, obviously, the world title's out of that, right? So... And TNT title is defended almost every fucking week, so that can't be used because that's how that title works. Um, right. But tag titles could still work for Sting and Darby. T- tag titles can work for Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Tag titles can work for Lita and Becky Lynch over on fucking NWWE. If there's a legend that can still go like 70 to 75% to, you know, all the way to 100 whatever, and they're attached to somebody that can be the workhorse of the group and they've got the story behind them and the character and all that, they can hold tag titles.
0: I think the problem with Jarrett and Lethal specifically for me is that Lethal is not a Darby Allin. Lethal has already done a bunch of shit. He's already been around. He's kind of a legend himself. He's not that far away from it. So I just, I don't feel like that's the exact same thing. I get what you mean, though. I understand your point. Um, I just, I don't think that, they need a run to be cred like they don't need the titles to be credible heels, and somebody going over them for the titles doesn't really do any anything for the people that go over them because they probably shouldn't have them to begin with.
1: I like uh, I like okay so I like the fact about this is the fact that like in all three of these tag teams that I'm talking about Darby and Sting Jeff and Jay Becky and Lita, one of them is a workhorse one of them is a legend, and not necessarily the same in every tag team but one of them is a charisma vacuum and one of them is fucking not right so like let's be real here sting has way more charisma than darby allen but darby allen is the workhorse of the group okay now sting can still pull out the spots but he's not the workhorse he's not doing the fucking 10 minutes worth of tag team wrestling he's getting the hot tag right fucking jay lethal is the workhorse but unless he's impersonating rick flair or macho man he's a charisma vacuum jeff jarrett is really good on the fucking mic jeff jarrett is the legend Lita is a charisma vacuum, not good at promos at all. Becky Lynch, however, is one of the most over-fucking wrestlers they have still on their roster. So I just think that with the balance of the two, I think it could work. I think it works in all three of those scenarios.
0: I I don't see any benefit that you get from giving Lethal and Jarrett the titles that you don't equally get without them having them.
1: Okay, so I agree with that in the sense that if you're just going to go from the guns to Jared and Lethal, that makes no sense. That's heat to heat, and you don't need it. But if the Jared and Lethal were able to win it off of someone else, that was if they were able to win it off the acclaimed instead, I would have been okay with that. You saw how much heat they got when they fucking won that shit? It that wasn't, wasn't Austin Theory heat. It wasn't Baron Corbin heat. People weren't leaving in droves because they were pissed. They were like just legit pissed because they were heels. That was fucking great. No one was leaving and like, fuck this. They were booing. But it yeah. wasn't it wasn't the same. It wasn't go away heat, in my opinion.
0: We'll see what they do with it. I just I mean I don't I'm don't not
1: picking that them.
0: A... I'm yeah, with I'm you. Not Whenever we these, do I'm our
1: prediction them. show, I'm not picking them. Because like you oh, said, yeah. it wouldn't make any sense to go from the guns to Jarrett and Lethal. That's even if they don't pin them, that doesn't make any sense. You don't need to you don't need to transfer young uh the heat from the two young guys to the legend team and a dude that's been yeah. wrestling for what? Jay Lethal's been wrestling at least twenty years, right? Gotta be
0: close. He's, he's like I said, he's basically a legend himself. So,
1: all right. So, but I would be cool with them if they wanted to win the Ring of Honor tag titles down the road. No, not,
0: the weird thing is, he's not that old. He's just been around forever. Like he's younger than a lot of guys. He's—I think he's—he's he's not even forty yet. Um, but like, he's just been around so long in so many different places and started really young so.
1: alright so hype levels for Re- revolution any other matches you want to talk about right quick I mean we're going to go through all this in detail obviously with the prediction show but um, what did you think about the new matches added with the three way uh, women's match with Hater now defending Hater which I love how they did it by the way Hater just said fuck it I'll fight both of you I'm tired of the back and forth bullshit where, where Ruby is going to go I don't give a shit where Ruby goes I'll take both of you on She's now going to go against Soraya and Ruby Soho in a triple threat. Do you think this is a way to make Hater look stronger? Or do you think this is a way to finally get the belt on Ruby? Or do you think this is a way to get the belt on Soraya so that they can have it on her before something bad goes awry with her neck situation?
0: Maybe. Um, I could I could see them doing a... I don't want... look. I don't like Soraya. I just... I don't find her a compelling character. Her promos are kind of mid to me, like, I, not even mid. They're, like, bad. Um In ring, she's looked not great. I don't, like, I get that there was the nostalgia pop of having her back, and I think he even said at the time, like, okay, it's cool that she can wrestle again, but I don't really give a shit. And I don't mean that, like, against her as a person. I don't, like, you know, whatever. It's just, she's never really been that much of a draw for me personally. Um But I do think that that's where they're going. I think they're gonna, they're gonna put the build on her. So, I just... I don't know that this match itself really increases my hype levels in any fucking way because I like Hater as the champion, but we'll see what they do with it. Um, see, I'm on
1: the opposite fence. I am a Surreya fan. I do like her. I did pop when she came out. I'm happy that she's there. I'm happy that she can wrestle again. Um, and obviously I'm sent for her according to Twitter. So, um, yeah, I I am I am a fan of hers. If if they are gonna go with the Soraya victory, I wouldn't be like. Throwing shit at my TV, obviously, because I'm a fan of hers. Um, But I, like you, like Hater. I do like Hater, and I think her run should be a little bit longer. If uh, Soraya is going to win it, I would like for it to be in a one-on-one contest. uh, So it makes it more legitimate instead of her looking like she just beat Ruby Soho. Because that's what's going to end up happening if Soraya wins it, right? Some bullshit. Well, like Hater's
0: going to get her finisher on Soho, and then yeah, Soraya's yeah, going to exactly. get the pin yeah, or right. some bullshit. Yeah, super she throws that, it that outside and
1: that, then she does the, yeah. the submission or something like. Yeah, I that's that's what I don't want to see. Um, if they are going to give it to her, but maybe maybe that's the only way they can do it too. And this is a nice way to protect Soraya because she won't be in a 20 minute match or 15 minute match with Hater straight up. Because now she can they can do the whole bullshit where she's not involved in some of the spots or whatever type deal so it might be a way to protect her and keep her around for longer i'm i'm a fan of Saria, but i do hope that in this instance hater keeps
0: the championship the the thing they did add that i i was excited to see them confirm even though we kind of assumed it was going to happen was the Elevers of the house of black um
1: i think that was a made official win on rampage or was that made official on dynamite
0: it was whenever they had the the trios match against, or the, it was whenever the Young Bucks had the tag match, I think, against. With them. the Aussie Open? Yeah, Yeah, that
1: open. was the first match on Rampage. Okay, so. That was a
0: good match, too. So,
1: there's, there's a lot of stuff going around on social media right now about, oh, is, is uh, the Elite going to w- lose the titles already? <laughs> let, me, let me go ahead and say this right quick. The trios titles are not made to have for a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay? No one cares who the longest trios champions of all time were. By the, by the time we get into AW year ten, year fifteen, year twenty, no one's gonna be like, hey, who's the best trios of, of all time? It might be cool for one of our Mount Rushmore type deals or whatever. Who's the best six-man team or trios team of all time? But no one's really looking that at as a fucking barometer of Mount Rushmore's for like singles. Like you're putting Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins on the Mount Rushmore of greatest in-ring talents of all time. Oh, but he had he was part of the one of the best trios. <laughs> He's eight-time right. trios champions. No one cares. The trio's division is literally built for people that are big stars that have nothing to do or small stars that have nothing to do to give them something to do to have fun and show off what they can do and to keep them getting reps and shit like that and keep them interested in TV and then you can play hot potato with this fucking title and no one will care. Okay, so like when someone says, oh, should House of Black win? Yes, they should win. I think House of Black should win here. I think this has been enough time for Kenny Omega to move on to whatever the fuck he wants to do singles-wise again. And he's had not only all the time off for the injury stuff, but with the contract coming up, if you want to utilize him one more time, if you think he might go somewhere else, then this would be a perfect time to do it if you did indeed add all the injury time back on, which is like around nine months or whatever. Um, so, yes, you could get another run out of Kenny Omega. So, I don't understand whether. the what the whole thought process is be like oh are they gonna lose the titles already yeah who cares it's the trio's championships it's supposed to be fun to watch not uh not like Historic it's reigns. not supposed to matter for the history books like you know what yeah. i'm saying like it's not supposed to be like a part of their legacy type deal no, that's the tag team division yes the young bucks in the tag team division ftr division or ftr division ftr <laughs> It was the FTR division for a little while. Uh, FTRs, all that stuff. As greatest tag team, sure. But no one's ever going to be like, oh, who was the greatest
0: trios champion
1: of all time? And that's
0: like going to matter to anybody. So, I yeah. need I mean, and you look at like comparable sets of titles. You've got like the never open weight six-man. You've got the ring of honor six-man. Um, like they're not, like you said, it's not meant to be WCW
1: like a, used to have the six-man titles back in the day as well.
0: Did they? Yep. I actually don't remember, they that. Sure that's did. how much they don't matter. Not so like
1: not when you used to watch it, not 1998 six man titles. This is early 90s
0: type stuff. Okay, so yeah, like the the one notable like three man team that I remember. New
1: Japan still have them.
0: Yeah, they still have them. Okay. Yeah, um, right now um, Rin Narita, um Suzuki and Desperado have them. Weirdly enough, you know,
1: what'd be cool. Because I just saw them kind of team up on uh, Impact. Mm. Kenta, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay winning those titles would be
0: pretty cool. Yeah. So they actually they've they've done a lot in the past where they just throw them on like two or three random fucking Bullet Club guys. Um, Taiji Ishimori and uh, Grills of Destiny had them for a while. Um, I know Grills of Destiny and Bad Luck Fale had them for a while too. Like that's that's literally what they used to do with them. Um, I even there was a time when. Um, the uh, Young Bucks had them with Marty Scurll. Like, like you are saying, like it's not it's not a title that people like. You don't bring them up when you're talking about somebody's like historic reigns or whatever. I think the only the only three man team that I would mention as like having had them, um, and like mention it as part of the stuff that they've done in like an important way is probably when Evil Sonata and Bushi had them because they were they had that they had it multiple times like it was like a pretty dominant thing in their run they had them for like almost a year at one point um other than that it's yeah it's it's just like a it's something to give trios matches stakes and to put trios together to give people that don't have anything else to do something to do like of course you don't you don't have house of black lose here they just came back elite have had them they had the good run against the death triangle with the seven series and all that stuff they've had a couple good defenses that's all it needs. That's literally you've given it credibility. Now give it to House of Black. Let Young Bucks go back to the tag division. Let Kenny Omega go do a single shit. Defend the the IWGP US title a couple times. uh Put him back in the singles mix. But yeah, this this absolutely should not yeah, be this going. Is, this to... is
1: definitely a rotate out situation. Yeah. So like when Tony Khan rotates out guys, which everybody talks about because his roster is so huge. Now you can rotate somebody back into the trios division. For example. Orange Cassidy loses the All-Atlantic title. Guess where the best friends in Orange Cassidy go? To the Trios division to go win those titles. Like, it just makes too much sense. And I feel like that's the main purpose of the Trios titles. And what I like about AEW is all their titles seem to have a purpose, right? So the All-Atlantic title is for the mid-card guy that can travel and has no problem traveling and go on and defending the title in other countries that we saw with PAC. We've seen it with Orange Cassidy in other promotions as well. It doesn't have to be necessarily be companies can go defend it on indie, in indie stuff. Somebody that's really big on the indie scene. Also gives Tony Khan a way to go evaluate other people on the indie scene in case he wants to bring them in. So he's always constantly going without a performance center. Then you have the Trios titles, which we just broke down for you. Obviously, the tag titles are looked at as a top title, as they should. And then, of course, you have the world title. And the TNT title is the one that's the open challenge title or defended every week, just like the TBS title with Jade Cargill. If you've ever noticed, Jade Cargill and... Uh, And Darby Allin or Miro or or whoever whoever has it at the time, Samoa Joe, they're defending it way more than the two world titles, as it should. And the world titles are obviously the big ones that everybody goes after that are usually only defended on the big shows or well in advance with a clear-cut number one contender that won it from a battle royale or a casino ladder match or whatever um, or just a tournament in general. So like, they all have their own merit and their own style of how that they how they use them storyline wise so yeah that's that's pretty much why i like their title situation more than i like uh wwe's who just hey we're just gonna throw it on whoever and they were more only really really focused on the wwe universal title with roman because right now we can't get it off of them we've got to figure out a creative way to eventually do this um and now of course they're kind of doing something really good with the icy title with Going there, but I don't know if that's because they just forgot about him and they he had the title forever, and now they just realize, hey, we can do something with this now, or if it's yeah. actually something that was in the thought process leading it's, up to it.
0: It's like the Undertaker streak, like they weren't doing it on purpose, but then once they realized it was a thing, they're like, oh okay, well, let's let's turn that into something.
1: I'm just saying, um, Rob Van Dam still undefeated at WrestleMania. So anyway, uh, so hype levels have they changed at all with all these announcements for Revolution?
0: Uh only okay so only if they book it <laughs> only if they book house of light to win then i'm a little bit more hyped for it but if i if i watch it and they fucking have them lose still i'm you know that's that's actually taking away hype for me uh the chris jericho stark stuff that they added were confirmed that was definitely going to happen or whatever i guess we kind of already guessed that they might do that but i god damn like i love jericho but it just seems like people get stuck in programs with him for way too long and doesn't really do that much for them in the end so I, this didn't really add anything for me I, I really love Ricky Starks too but it's just it's it's not doing anything for me um, I, I hope this is the end of the whole fucking thing
1: I think um, it's still going to be the end but I really would have preferred Jericho to beat Ricky Starks the first time for this to matter more to me because yeah. Ricky Starks beating him the first time makes me not care about this match
0: at all right Because he could always still say, well, i still beat you the other time, so who cares? And it doesn't make sense that Jericho would care. Like, the whole thing, oh, Ricky Starks tricked him into signing it or whatever. Like, the whole thing is, why would... Why does Jericho give a shit in the first place?
1: Who cares? Why does Starks give a shit about beating him again?
0: Right, yeah, yeah.
1: Not only that, then Jericho tried to make him climb a ladder to fight him again, and then he failed to do that. So, like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, one, why would I have to climb a ladder by doing this fucking Garcia Guevara bullshit? And then, on the other hand, it's like, well, why would I still fight you because you failed the Guevara <laughs> uh, Garcia bullshit? So, like, it doesn't make any sense from either side. So I'm just I'm just going to be glad when this is over. And I can't say that Jericho hasn't made anybody look better. I think Orange Cassidy, a lot of people gave him a yeah. lot of credibility after that was over. Um, I think we saw a different side of MJF with that whole shit. I thought that was really good and well done. Um...
0: Andretti's only relevant Andretti obviously Yeah
1: like Andretti like he Put over immediately So I mean It's not that he's not Putting people over I get what you're saying Is do they really come out Looking better at the end And I do think that There are a couple Really good instances Where they do I think Jungle Boy When he went The distance with him Or whatever When he went the five minutes And surprised everybody Like that year one Or whatever I think people like Attached to him Really quickly I think that helped him um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know.
0: I, I feel yeah, like but you look at helped. stuff like the BCC stuff. Like, why are they still involved with Jericho's participation? Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit about it. Every time they interact, I'm like, God damn, they're still doing this.
1: I mean, there's, there's no fight over Daniel, Daniel Garcia anymore. So, so what's the moment. point? That's the problem. That's the problem. They're the two big stables, and it's really all they got at the moment. Because the elite are literally. See what what I'm th- what I'm hoping happens from the House of Black elite thing is not only do the elite move on, but they move back on to the Adam Page Dark Order shit and they resolve that. Because Adam Page has to eventually break away from the Dark Order and get back with the Elite. Has to. Well, they it, did. It, it never did made any him. sense for him to be with the Dark Order anyway. Like, I get it at, at first, but now it's it's run its course, dude. Like, it needs to be detached. And most of the Dark Order are gone now. They've either, they've either not been re-signed, or they left the fucking group like Anna Jay and Ten. So, like, I don't understand what we're still doing here with this.
0: The, um, I mean, the Dark Wars thing did kind of make sense at the time. It was like, at that point, they were already kind of like the reject group was their whole thing, and then he was rejected from the elite or whatever, so it kind of made sense. Um, but yeah, it doesn't now. Uh, my, hype, know, le- my, my hype level
1: right now is an eight.
0: Mine's, mine's probably like a seven. Like, it's got some good matches. Mine's on an there. eight, we'll and see. it
1: has the potential to be a nine. I don't think it can get to a ten. Because we know that the main event, we're pretty sure that MJF's keeping the title, right? Uh,
0: maybe.
1: Well, the only way that I... Okay, I'm not going to say... I'll talk about it on the prediction show. I'm not going to get into all of it here. We've already spent a lot of time on this. But my high level is 8.
0: Danielson's nearing the end of his career. If he's going to have a title run, now's the time to do it.
1: I guess it depends on if Punk comes out at the end. No. To reclaim his prize against MJF. Uh, yeah, to everybody. continue the next
0: the story next that topic. was supposed yeah that's uh, what uh, fuck the okay. punk next right, topic. boom fucking loser loser behavior
1: all right let's go to the next topic here we gotta talk about it ronda rousey okay so the reason i'm bringing up ronda rousey on the show today is because there was a report that came out um saying that uh her wrestlemania plans have already been changed twice dude twice so my my question to you is this, and I want to break this down for everybody that doesn't understand what I'm saying. Um, Her plans look like they're going to be changing again. So Wrestling Observer is reporting that the previous two plans of Rousey versus Rhea, which is obviously not happening now, and Rousey and and Shayna versus Damage Control are now scrapped, and now the plan is to have Lita and Becky win the titles, and then go against uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at Mania. Now, Do you think this is a better position for her? Do you think that uh, this is the right way to go? Do you think you would rather see just Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler straight up in a match? Because remember, it's two nights, right? So, like, you're going to have plenty of spots for uh, matches. Um, And they've kind of been teasing back and forth the Rousey-Shayna thing anyway. So, would you rather see Lita and Becky versus Rousey and Shayna at Mania? Or would you rather see Lita and Becky uh against somebody else like damage control or Bailey and somebody else or what have you. And then see Rousey versus Shayna instead in a singles match. Because she's going to be on the card because she's too big of a draw not to have on the card. Yeah, I was it's gonna the same, say, situa- it's the same situation as Okay, so you remember when we were talking last week or the week before about Logan Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't like his position, but we understand why he's on the card, right? Same thing with a Ronda Rousey. The problem we had with the Logan Paul situation is the Seth Rollins attachment when you're wasting a Seth Rollins WrestleMania moment uh, or WrestleMania match when you don't need to. Like I said on the on that show, Montez Ford could be put in that same situation and deliver just as good of a match, and then you could save Seth Rollins for a more high-profile match. Um, do we feel the same way about Rousey here, especially when Lita is already a legend that's attached to the match?
0: Yeah, I, I don't the thing about Rousey is I don't give a shit what they do with her. I, I just wish she wasn't there. So there's no scenario that you're going to name where I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds good for her to be in. I don't care. I don't care what she does. I don't want her to be there. So for people that actually care about her, I think the I think a match with Baszler is more interesting than any tag shit they're trying to set up or anything like that. Um, I know she just had some big spat with uh, Bailey on Twitter last night, weirdly enough, um, or this morning. I don't remember. Yeah, it's kind of probably
1: bit. to set up the damage control it yeah. might be a three-way, it might be a triple threat tag team match. Honestly,
0: could do that. But yeah, I just I don't I don't give a shit about anything Rousey does. Like she's super boring to me. I don't um, know how much longer she's gonna wrestle for WWE. That's the that's why I want to see
1: Rousey versus Baszler before it's all said and done. Um, but I mean, I feel like I'm not
0: obviously all the mainstream attention she brings. They're gonna book her no matter what. But I don't think even most like most wrestling fans like her at this point.
1: I mean, I don't have a problem with her.
0: But you could... It's not I'm like not you're, tuning in to see Rousey. You're never watching a card to see her.
1: Correct. Yes. No, that's... And her being I, left I, off I a card is never going to
0: make you... It's never going to make you be like, oh, fuck, why didn't they have Rousey on this? Not once.
1: Yes, and I agree with that as well. But the right. issue is they tried to... They tried to build her up like Lesnar, and it failed because she didn't have the wrestling skills of a Lesnar. Right? right? So, like, they try to put her over everybody and make her a badass, which is fine. But then, when she wasn't improving and then she left because she was pregnant and had a baby or whatever, and came back, that's a lot of time in between where you weren't getting better. doesn't matter if you're being trained by Natalia, all right? Natalia's not wrestling for you. Natalia can teach you till you're blue in the face. That doesn't mean you're going to be good. Natalia can teach right. me right now. That doesn't mean I'm going to be fucking Bret Hart when I go out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's still a chance I'm going to be Tom McGee. So, it doesn't matter. But I do believe that, I do believe that she's trying harder this time than she did last time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think she's taking it more seriously. She's doing clearly more dates than she was last time, right? So I mean, I'm pulling for her to get better, type deal, like a Trish, maybe something like that. But the problem with her is that uh, she has that Brandy Rose effect. When every time she talks, she sounds like a heel. So you'll never be able to turn her face again. I don't think. <laughs> Unless Shayna turns on her and it's a really quick fucking turnaround before they have the match so the people can't realize that, hey, we don't like Rousey either. <laughs> so they're blowing both. Um, I'd much rather prefer Rousey to turn on Baszler so that Baszler's the face because I think Baszler being the badass... Uh, the badass character, like a Taz or whatever, plays off a yeah. lot better because she's better at wrestling than Ronda Rousey is. At pro wrestling, I should say.
0: Well, the... The Rousey thing, I mean, she's calling out... She, here's the thing, too. Kind of kind of like what you were talking about. Damage Control is supposed to be a heel team, right? So she's on Twitter calling out Damage Control for not defending the belts enough. And mm-hmm. uh, Bailey is basically like, yeah, they actually defend the belts all the time at the live shows that you don't fucking go to because you don't work live dates they, they defend them all the time. You're just not aware of it because you don't really fucking work here. And Rousey's reply was some shit like, um, oh yeah, me and all of the other 15 people in whatever town in Illinois will, will definitely watch that or whatever. It's like you can't you can't pretend that you're the face in the situation when you're talking shit about people who are doing work and you're not doing work. It doesn't well, work.
1: I mean, technically she's a a heel right now anyway, so I don't really have a huge problem with it. But my problem with it is is that who cares if they're defending it because those title reigns or those title defenses aren't even recognized by WWE. So I don't really understand why that's even an argument or why Bailey would even use that. But I will say in Bailey's defense, she could burn down an orphanage tomorrow and I would still pull for Bailey over Ronda Rousey. So I don't really care because Bailey is my girl, son. No one's, I'm not, I'm not going for anybody over Bailey. It doesn't matter how good they are.
0: I just, uh, I don't think that anything Rousey does to try and get any kind of like, any kind of positive, like even talking shit about a heel team, not defending their titles enough, somehow backfires on her like she just can't she can't do (laughs) i get what you're saying she she doesn't have the connection
1: right she doesn't she's not like the nyla rose or the la knights you know the the ones that can get on the mic or on social media and just has a straight connection she falls flat more like a brian myers type of deal right so like yeah they could be funny or they could be badass or they could be whatever but just the way they come off it doesn't connect so she doesn't have the connection i get what you're saying but, All right, well, yeah, I would, I'd I'd rather see this year Rousey versus Shayna Baszler than I would Rousey and Shayna versus Lita and Becky. Um, I mean, if they make it the triple threat with throw damage control in there, I'd be cool with that. But then I feel like Bailey's left out, and I think Bailey needs to have a fucking WrestleMania match too, because that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> so I don't know.
0: Why, why is this the picture you chose for this?
1: It just you? was one of the first ones that popped up, dude, and it was still one of the ones that were like the long rectangle that fits better in the in the top part or whatever. That's what I try to use I try to use those because I have a I have a template um, of my webcam frame that is that just like that that I have to use on the other scene and then I just I just fucking uh, don't view that so that it's cut out right here because it looks stupid with the template on top of the thing it's hard to explain yeah. but just trust me I, it was the same template that I used in the old scene but now I don't use it in this one because on top of the um, Titantron, it doesn't look good I'd rather just the Titantron be there So I try to use uh, rectangle pictures. Not a lot of rectangle pictures of her, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Next up, we've got... W... or Next up, we have AEW All Access was announced. Okay, this was the important announcement. Um, Still, a lot of people on social media don't know the difference between important and huge, right? So they keep acting like Tony Khan is... uh, Dixie Carter, when they don't know the difference between the two Why definitions. Why does he
0: make a huge announcement every week, bro? This is the first one in like months, and, and secondly, he didn't the say huge; he, he said. just said important. Right. It was an important exactly. announcement,
1: and technically, it was right. He was right because well, I won't say it was right until I watched the show. But what I will say is, Adam Cole and TK obviously announced all AW All Access coming next month, a one-hour show immediately following Dynamite. Okay, and thank God we don't have to see Power Slap anymore right after. So, and it focuses on behind the scenes stuff things that a lot of uh, the core AEW audience is obviously into because the, that's what people like we are we're all a part of that part of it there's no well there might be now but there wasn't when the AEW started we were the smart fans the smart marks whatever they weren't the casual eight-year-old kid knowing all these people who all these people were right so it's basically a follow doc and it's what it's basically what what from what I perceive what they were saying is it's going to be what I wanted the Cody and Brandy show to be, but didn't end up being. right. Okay, so... Or at least I hope it is. That's what I'm gathering from everything that's been said. Um, But it'll follow Eddie Kingston, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, a lot of people backstage and stuff like that. Um, So I'm interested in it. Um, Obviously wb is interested in it or they want to greenlit the show in the first place and it's another hour of programming for AEW. so all the people out there that were saying oh AEW's is dying they're not happy with their ratings and all this other bullshit then why did they give them another show all right so like that that shit needs to stop right now because like they would not have given them another hour of programming if they weren't happy with what they were providing us with their other two shows
0: you know what is funny about it, though, is that you know that Tony Khan was shopping around Ring of Honor and this had to have come up. They were like, hey, like, do you we want to do another hour of programming with you guys? And, you know, Tony Khan had to say, like, hey, I've got this whole other wrestling brand. And they they had to have been like, no, like, no, we don't want another wrestling brand. We don't want Ring of Honor. We want more AEW. Does that seem weird to you? But I OK, so I get what you're saying. But we also don't know
1: how long this show was in development. They didn't, they're not good. They're not starting the show tomorrow. They've got the footage already. It's about to start airing. So I guess we'll have to see when the first episode airs what footage they use and how far back it goes to be able to determine just how far back they made the decision to do the AW All Access one before he started trying to really pitch Ring of Honor. Because you got to remember, oh. as soon as he bought Ring of Honor, it wasn't like he was started pitching Ring of Honor TV shows the next day. He had to get all his ducks lined up and everything and figure out what the hell he was doing with it and all this stuff. And then when he was started talking about, hey, I hope they bring him to the stri- bring it. I hope to bring it to a streaming service or a network in the near future. We have to take that time frame and try to line it up with what the oldest footage is that they use
0: from the AEW All Access show. Well, the way um, they made it sound, right? So Adam Cole announces it and he says, "I'm gonna have a match on that sh- on the show," and then right after that is gonna be All Access, and then All Access is gonna have me in the show. So. I would assume that the show is like the lead up to his return, right? The all access stuff is probably like the lead up to his return, which was only like a month ago. So it's probably only like a month lead in.
1: He's been gone for a lot longer than a month.
0: I understand that. What I'm saying is that like, it's the build up to him coming out to make the announcement that he's back.
1: Yeah, but he also said that you're going to see what he all, what he went through that whole time. So that's a long ass time. That's a lot of footage that they have to go through and edit or whatever.
0: So yeah, if it's if it's too much of a delay, I think that'll hurt the show though. Like if it's like I agree shit with like, that, but it's also year not before
1: ago. AW is after or it's not before Dynamite, it's after Dynamite, so I don't think it's that big of a deal.
0: But I get yeah, what you're saying just, too. Yeah, yeah. Cause like when I see when WWE releases stuff, it's normally like Yes, I understand. A, like the, the wrestling parts about of Total Devos or the wrestling parts
1: happens. of Cody and Brandy was way before the shit that actually happened. Yeah. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, but are like and, you're going to watch it, though, right? The first, At least the first episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to see what it's about. And we'll, yeah. I guess we'll review it kind of on the show, too, after the first episode, because we'll talk about it that week, obviously, and see if it actually is what we thought it was going to be, if it's going to be interesting, if it's something that we'll continue to watch type deal. Um, but we also know that WB is heavy into this type of programming, well, this, the Discovery side is. So the um, they merged program, or whatever, and now yeah. it's Discovery, Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers Discovery or whatever. It doesn't shock me that this type, of, uh, this type of program from AEW is coming
0: out. You know, they had to have seen, too, and this is, I don't know that this is the right comparison because it was so much more scripted in comparison to what they're selling this as, but they had to have seen the success of Total Divas, too, on, on that network and looked at that and said, hey, that, brought, that actually brought in a lot of viewers to watch the actual wrestling product that probably wouldn't have otherwise because it was like a reality show about people their weird little interactions or whatever the fuck. So they might be looking at it from that frame point too.
1: Which would be fine, uh, but I don't know what, I don't think that aired at fucking 10 p.m. either. I don't know when it aired, I you never know what I'm watched saying? it. That was on a network <laughs> that didn't have any other wrestling and aired it, aired it probably in a primetime spot, right? So like, so they're going to, how, how many new viewers do they really think that's going to bring in if you're a WB in that situation?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, that's a that's an interesting question. I, I guess don't... It'll, be, it'll be. I guess it'll also determine if they
1: replay it in the morning type deal too. You know, you know, what I'm talking about like when they replay stuff, like nine in the morning, yeah, on Sundays. You know, something like that. And then maybe a housewife will be clicking through and be like, oh, what's this reality show type deal? And maybe get into it or something like that. Or a dude that doesn't know anything about wrestling and is like, oh, this is interesting. That like, reality shows. You know, it, it could work like that if they if they plan on. Showing it multiple times in other time slots where it doesn't interfere with other wrestling shows, which would be morning, afternoon, you think, whatever.
0: Uh, you think? You think Danielson heard about the shit? Sort of having like PTSD flashbacks. To-
1: <laughs> I think. I think Danielson will be alright. I think Danielson will be okay. And I think this show's definitely going to focus more on the wrestling aspect, obviously, and more of the behind-the-scenes stuff than Total Divas did. But yes, he could. He could potentially be like, "Damn, man, I just got all these cameras off of me." Type deal. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting more, I think, with somebody like a Eddie Kingston, and how much profanity do they leave in and don't leave out? At, at
0: that time slot, they could probably leave in a little bit. Um, at that time slot, yes,
1: but yeah. if they were planning on replaying it, they're gonna to have to have an edited version. As well.
0: Yeah, I, it, it'll. Um, I'm interested to see what it is more than I think I'll. I'll care about like actually. I mean, I'm still gonna watch it. It kind of like I watch BTE every week too. And there's a lot of weeks where you know it doesn't really nothing happens. They're just backstage hanging out. They're showing the travel stuff, like whatever. And that's still fine. Like also yeah, watch vlog, it.
1: T- the vlog style. Yeah yeah, 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 like Sammy Guevara, Ethan Page. You know, yeah. I mean, it's huh? interesting to watch when you catch it. Yeah.
0: If if it's just like a more straight version of that, then yeah, I'll probably watch it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'll hear that TK needs to make this a connected part of the universe or anything. Like, oh, storylines need to happen on here. <laughs> like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, because that's not going to be possible because and of the way timing shooting that. Yeah, it's terrible that would be a nightmare to try to f- fucking do so but yeah and it's in a vacuum watching it i think it'll be kind of fun and you never know we might be able to talk about something that happened on there on the show and be like oh we got some more information that we didn't know or whatever um about something that we heard about you know something like the eddie kingston sammy guevara shit or the andrade sammy guevara shit you know who knows what they're actually going to have on tape and show so it'll be i think it'll be interesting all right yeah so we'll definitely watch the first episode, and we'll give you our thoughts whenever that happens. But we got to talk about this. We actually had this conversation, um, Ryan and I actually had this conversation on the show a few months ago. It was actually on our old YouTube channel, I believe. I don't even know if this, that video is on the new YouTube YouTube channel. But Road Dogg had brought it up and said that AJ Styles is a better wrestler than Bret Hart. I believe that we had the our conversation was more if the if. AJ Styles' career ended at that moment when we had the conversation. Would he be higher on the all-time list than Bret Hart? And I believe you said yes, and I said no. Um, But here's the thing with Road Dogg, is of course he had to throw himself in there, right? He had to. He just had to.
0: He'd be higher than both of
1: them, obviously. Road Dogg says he was a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart. Bret Hart was not a great wrestler. AJ Styles is better because he's been working very hard since he came to WWE in 2016. So his whole... His whole basis off of AJ Styles being a better wrestler isn't even including IWGP Championship run or fucking TNA or the end of WCW. Nope. Just from 2016 to now, he's saying that AJ Styles is better than a Bret Hart. And that's fucking ridiculous. I don't really want to focus on that because we've already talked about that, honestly. And if you want to check out the video, I might repost it. Um, since it's relevant again, I'll probably find the video and repost it onto the new channel, right? Um, but I would like to say and focus on this bullshit about Road Dogg being a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart, and I understand why he thinks that, but you're not going to tell me that you, you, Road Dogg, single-handedly outsold Bret Hart on any merchandise. The only reason that you are even able to say anything or that you're able to think the way that you think because you clearly are uh, only looking at it from the side of you, 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 you when it was clearly DX, 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 DX. You didn't outsell Bret Hart. DX maybe outsold Bret Hart. But the fucking worldwide reach that Bret Hart had, that motherfucker is like David Hasselhoff in Germany, okay? You didn't outsell Bret Hart in Germany. You didn't outsell Bret Hart in Canada. You didn't outsell Bret Hart anywhere, dude. Like, I don't understand what his thought process was behind better sports entertainer. Like, if he wasn't entertaining people, they wouldn't have bought all his merchandise. He wouldn't have been... How many world championships did you win from being a better sports entertainer and trying to say that you made more money than Bret Hart? Bret Hart had a record. Had the record when he signed the initial contract for Vince. He broke the record for how much money a wrestler got paid at the time. You never broke any records for how much money you were making from a fucking contract. So I'm really not understanding... Uh, what his actual criteria is for better sports entertainer than Bret Hart.
0: Because I I know exactly where his brain is and why it's fucking stupid. He doesn't consider wrestling entertaining. He's, He's completely separated the two. He doesn't understand that Bret Hart was a better sports entertainer than him because he was more entertaining while he was wrestling, he thinks that because Bret Hart never cut any like funny promos or couldn't do like fucking gags or like couldn't do like you know the type of shit that he used to do because he never he, his his catchphrase wasn't uh, it, it was too serious <laughs> or it was too involved in like the actual sporting part of it that he's not a better entertainer.
1: Can I ask you a question? Because obviously, I, I really wanted you to hit on the catchphrase thing, and I'm glad you brought it up. Mm. is the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be not just as memorable as yeah. the whole intro from the fucking DX with the New Age Outlaws. It is. We so... all know it. There's a reason we know it. Because it was entertaining. Because the person that was delivering it was, uh, there was some level of truth behind it at the time that he was saying it. Like, there's the excellence of execution thing. Like, he has two fucking things, right? He has He's literally the hitman, the excellence of execution, and he's got the catchphrase. So like that was the part of the sports entertainment. He was known for fucking wearing pink and black. No one else could wear pink and black, and you didn't think of Bret Hart. That's how I mean. He literally wore it constantly: pink, black, and white. So like, I don't really understand the whole "I'm a better sports entertainer" thing because even if you line up what Road Dogg was good at, Bret Hart was good at it too.
0: Yeah, um, and Road Dogg wasn't good at much. So there's very little to have to compare. But yeah, it's it's 100%. He's he says, oh, Bret Hart was a better wrestler than me, but I was a better sports entertainer, and he doesn't understand that in pro wrestling, they're not at that separated. It's a Venn diagram, but the overlap is huge. It's like a 90% overlap of the Venn diagram, and not like a fucking 20% overlap, like it is in his brain. Um, the entertainment is supposed to come from the sports, not just from being able to get the crowd to say shit with you
1: i mean i like i like dx and i like the new age outlaws but (laughs) there's no chance in hell dude no chance in hell that you are a better sports entertainer or wrestler than bret hart now obviously the sports entertainer part would be closer but no i still pick bret hart over you as far as sports entertainer um yeah that's that's crazy to me dude like i was like what the fuck what am i reading i mean it doesn't shock me because i feel like road dogs pretty much lost his fucking mind in his in his older age here on twitter He's uh one step away from the Disco Inferno type range that we're talking about here. But uh yeah, fucking asinine comments. Asinine. I mean, there's um, there's okay. a reason he
0: was only really ever over in tag teams. And it's just because you're not that good by yourself. You're not that entertaining by yourself. You're not.
1: So. Yeah, that's another thing. Bret Hart was in a tag team, right? Broke out of the tag team, became a intercontinental title uh, workhorse champion multiple times. Then he beat Ric Flair for the world title, right? He beat fucking Yokozuna for the world title. He beat Shawn Michaels for the world title. He beat uh, well, I don't know if he ever actually beat Shawn Michaels for the world title. I know he lost to Shawn Michaels for the world title twice, but um, never heard of that. Win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he lost in the Iron Man match and he lost in the screw job. So, um, but anyway, so he like he like he was multiple time, I think five time world champion in WWE, something like that. And, yeah, of course, he won odd. world championships in WCW as well, even though, eh, whatever. Uh, but still, uh dog wasn't if he ju- If he jumped ship to WCW, he wouldn't have won any world titles. So All right. so he did the tag team thing and the singles thing and succeeded at both. You tried the singles thing, failed, and had to fall back into a tag team by luck with Billy Gunn, who was also flailing at the time as a single star after coming out of the successful tag team with Bart Gunn. So, like, to, to, to compare the two is already asinine to me, um, overall. But even if you break it down, you still lose. So it's yeah. crazy. All right, so I gotta talk about this dude. I gotta talk about this poll of the week. There was a poll that I saw on Twitter this morning. Let's talk about it. So here's the poll. This was posted by at slick2099, shout out to you. Um, I don't know if I follow them on Twitter or not, but I did see this on my timeline. Um, has WWE dropped the ball on Bray Wyatt since his, re- since his return? It has 404 votes at the time of me screenshotting this with eight hours left. Um, obviously by the time that this is put on YouTube and everything and uploaded everything, the, the poll will be over, but it had enough votes that I wanted to screenshot it. Yes, they dropped the ball 41%. That's what I voted for, by the way, in case you can't tell. That's where the check mark is. Nope. It's going great. 5%. <laughs> Just give it time. 19%. And I don't care anymore, <laughs> 35%. <laughs> and I love this poll. So shout out to Slick2099. Um, so if I'm not following you, I will make sure that I'm following you after this show. Um, and I will tag you in whatever whenever we post this video. But um, I said, yes, they dropped the ball. And here's the reason why I said that. You don't bring back Bray Wyatt with all this fucking hoopla that you had, right? With all these mystery signs and all this stuff that people were trying to figure out that weren't really that hard to figure out. And then you still debut him you still wait, fucking what? Until Royal Rumble to have his first match against LA Knight, right? In a, in a special concept match that we've talked about, by the way, already on the YouTube channel. You can go find that video as well. The Mountain Dew. It was Dew. something. It exists. We'll just say it exists. Um, Mount the Mountain Dew. Dew Pitch Black match, and then, because um, I know Ryan loves it when I say the whole the whole name of the yeah, match. The Mountain uh, Dew Pitch Black the match. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, and then, um. I guess the sponsorship ended because I heard that on a live show they had a Lights Out match instead, which oh. was probably the exact same thing except without the Mountain Dew logos. So mm. they had the same thing like on a live event or some shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I guess Pitch Black isn't sold anymore. The limited time run is over. Um, Anyway, so I do say that, yes, they've dropped the ball because, okay, so now you, you waited that long to have the match with LA Knight that no one cared about. And the only reason that it was interesting is because of LA Knight, right? You got this new fucking thing with Uncle Howdy that no one still understands really fully. Then your next step is WrestleMania match with Bobby Lashley, right? And then obviously you watch SmackDown and you saw the new Firefly Funhouse that really wasn't a Firefly Funhouse um, that they tried to pass off as one. And it wasn't good. I'll just say that. And I'm not putting any blame on Bray Wyatt because like I said before, this isn't Bray Wyatt's fault. WWE dropped the ball the first time they had him. They've been fucking running all his stupid-ass characters that he's come up with that were genius right into the ground to the point that they were fucking character of themselves and terrible. And then he keeps running out of ideas because he has to keep coming up with something that's semi fucking creative in his own head. And it's to the point now where it's like, dude, we've seen all this in different versions and now it's kind of like, we don't care anymore. So it was between, yes, they dropped the ball and I don't care anymore for this poll. Mm. And I think, I think you're leaning towards, I don't care anymore. Um, but I'm definitely not going to say just give it time because we gave it time how many times the first time? And then how many times did we give the buzzard Bray Wyatt time? How many times did we give the fiend Bray Wyatt time? And it ended up being nothing. And he ended up being a joke of himself to where he had to fucking keep coming up with new characters and shit to get us back re-interested in his character. And this time, it's just not clicking. And I'm not blaming Bray Wyatt for that. Sorry. Because if they would have never fucked up the buzzard character, we wouldn't have had to have the fiend. He could still be doing the fiend, later on down the line because they fucked up his other characters so much now this is what we have and it's not good so here's
0: here's what I'll say the way the question is worded it says has WWE dropped the ball on Bray Wyatt since his return right I'm gonna say no I what it feels like to me okay
1: okay you can say no but what are you picking on this on the poll what are you voting for I, I don't care nope it's going great I don't care. Okay, that's what I thought. I figured you'd say, Adam. So, okay, go ahead.
0: So, the, the reason that I'm specifying that, though, and, and pointing out that that's what it says, is that them dropping the ball in the past when Vince was in charge, and not, like you said, like, they didn't go far enough with, like, maybe the Swamp character gimmick, the buzzard stuff, all that. That's irrelevant. Which we both to loved, the,
1: right? We both loved the Swamp character gimmick.
0: Yeah, it was fine. Until the, it got to the singing kid, right? The Swamp cult leadership was fine until the the maggots on the projector and the Randy Orton match. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. That that was really Well,
1: that was, that, so, and that was after he lost to Undertaker when he should have won, right? When we yeah, all thought yeah, Ray yeah. Wyatt should have beat him at WrestleMania instead of the year later when Brock did it, I believe.
0: So the, the finer point here is not that WWE... I don't think WWE's dropped the ball at all since his return. What it seems like happened is that they realized they fucked up in his first run with the company and then they gave him too much creative control this time. I think this is 100% Bray Wyatt not having anything, but I don't think it's WWE's fault this time. I think that they were like, you know what? We should have trusted you the first time. Like, here's here's the ball, go run with it. And he doesn't really have anything for it. He's, he's out of ideas. He, like, he doesn't want to rehash the same stuff, but then he kind of is and nothing's coming out of it. So they've given him the ball entirely. It seems like he has a ton of creative control, but he doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. I'm not blaming WWE for this because it seems like they've just given him free reign. And he's just not good with it. That's the problem.
1: So we don't think this is more of a uh, DC let him be Zack Snyder first, then said no, this sucks, and then now we're gonna make you James Gunn, and you have to fix your own shit that you had, and then he's not able to because it's so fucked up. I think That's it's not more like. I and mean,
0: if you if you want to make that comparison, I don't I don't watch I don't think enough of these movies to understand. But James Gunn's the Guardians of the Galaxy guy?
1: Yeah, that now is doing all the DC shit. Like, he has okay. free reign over DC, and he has to basically fix the, all,
0: everything. So it seems more like they should have given him the free reign the first time when the idea was fresh and good. I think they, they did realize, to
1: an extent, and then Vince wanted to fucking touch it. Vince just had to
0: touch it. That's what I mean. That's not free reign then, right? So Vince is gone now, and Hunter's like, yeah, you know, I, I saw the creativity back then. Let, let me give you that back. And now that he has it, he's like, well, fuck. Like, I don't know what to do with it because I can't just go back to the same stuff. But the new stuff that I'm doing isn't really clicking. I don't think it's WWE's fault. I don't think he, it was their fault originally, a, but I don't think it is now since his I don't return. think
1: he couldn't have gone back to it.
0: Yeah. So the question the way is that the since return, went out, right?
1: The way that The feed went out, why not go back to the roots of the fucking first character, the buzzard character? I would have been okay with that.
0: Well... The question is, WWE dropped the ball since his return, and I don't think they have.
1: I, agree, I agree. Okay, so I get what you're saying, that you were just talking about his return, and I think they have, because he's been back forever, and he's had one match, and it was the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. So yes, I do believe that they dropped the ball.
0: But is that WWE's fault, or is that Bray's fault when he has control over his character?
1: WWE accepted the sponsorship due to deal to do a Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, so yeah, it's WWE's fault. Bray Wyatt wasn't <laughs> accepting the Mountain Dew fucking sponsorship. Bray Wyatt hey, didn't he, get paid the million dollars to do the match. It. Listen, so no, brother. it's, it's I've WWE's gotta, fault. Listen, WD brother, I've got a
0: contact in there. That let's be real, WWE dropped the ball
1: on LA Knight, too, because he should have beat Kofi Kingston on SmackDown. So
0: let's let's be real
1: about that. Uh, and I love Former Kofi Former world
0: champion Kofi Kingston.
1: Yes, who was just NXT tag team champion and lost the titles. Yes.
0: Yeah. Who's do not like doing LA anything.
1: Knight. LA Knight had the match with Bray Wyatt, gave him the rub, gave Undertaker the fucking legendary rub, where Undertaker probably iced his back after the chokeslam and made him look good, too. Yeah. LA Knight should be
0: getting victory yeah. right
1: now It's time
0: Yeah 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 uh, I um, I like LA Knight a lot I, just, um, I don't know man I don't think this is a WWE problem I think it's a Bray problem But it's not It's, it's weird because it's not Bray's fault That it's a Bray problem It's still WWE's fault It's still WWE's fault for um. For fucking up the first run But I don't think it's currently their fault I don't think it's. I don't know that it's anyone's fault, actually.
1: Question well, before we fault. end this topic and get into the monster quiz. What's that? What would have to happen with Bray Wyatt for mm-hmm. you to change it to? I don't care anymore. To just give it time, or nope, it's going great. Is there anything that Bray Wyatt can do character-wise? Not that he say. Not 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 that he's going to do it, right? But just in your opinion. Is going back to the buzzard character or going back to the fiend character or anything or just going just to be regular ass Bray Wyatt with the red sweater and khakis. Is there anything that he can do that would make you be like, okay, I'm kind of kind of I'm kind of vested in this. Let's see where it goes.
0: They have to very quickly wrap up whatever the fuck the Uncle Howdy stuff is like they have to be done with it. And then as soon as that is done, he's got to make some return back to like the the swamp cult guy with like the little bit of um like mankind-esque type mannerisms and uh like gear and stuff with the leather glove and all that shit like they've got to go back to that era in a way like the so you like the
1: nxt leather face apron type shit remember that yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would
0: be cool i don't think he's done that on WWE, has he yeah so uh, no i don't think he has either so i think that's they have to take the character that Somewhere would also more work with that whole reality. Wyatt
1: Six thing they got going on too, if they yeah. really do 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 that and bring in other people to a stable. If he wanted to do that Leatherface apron shit and have like a family, I think that would that would be cool as fuck actually.
0: Yeah, it's just it's got to be more grounded in reality. They got to wrap up this Uncle Howdy shit. They got to get this out of the fucking way, be done with it, tie off that story completely so it never comes back up, and then do that sort of gimmick like a more a much more grounded in reality type like yeah.
1: Okay all right so
0: that is the topics
1: for today but we are gonna hit you up with the monster quiz let's give ryan his title there it is he's the champ i don't even know why i had the prediction title on the whole time uh what's the what's the topic oh the topic keep your hands up
0: the topic is
1: the great muda okay what about him put your hands up. up put him up here we go you ready for this Now, it doesn't matter because you're still going to be champion after this because you're killing it right now.
0: I'm very good at quizzes.
1: Quizzes time. Here we go. Monster quiz. Great Muda style. Let's go. Here it is. Keiji Muda only has one five-star match rating from Dave Meltzer in a singles match. Who was it against? Was it Vader, Tenru, or Chono?
0: Chono seems like the obvious pick, but I don't... That seems too obvious. Um... have The window hidden, I'm just alt tabbing to see the other options. Okay, ah, hmm. uh, yeah, Chona seems too obvious. Um, it did have good matches with him though. I can see Dave, giving yeah, see, that that's five stars.
1: that's the thing here. Dave has to see it because we're just based off of Dave. So if you're trying to get inside Dave's head here, because yeah, I, I think it's kind of crazy that he only has one five star match rating in a singles match honestly
0: well uh, yes um, I remember him doing a bunch of tag matches with um, with Vader uh, Chono just feels too obvious I'm not gonna go Chono Vader, I don't think he really had that many did he have that many singles matches with Vader. Hmm. You know it's weird. it's weird that he never got a five star against our Choshu. Cause they had really good matches too. I wonder what the highest one they did together with. Um... Fuck, man. I don't know. I... I'm gonna say, uh, B. Henry. Chano just seems too obvious, and Vader, I don't... I only remember tag matches that he had. In. Cause comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage, Gaina. <sighs>
1: the answer is Vader it was in a G1 mm. it was a 5 star match um, he only has one 5 star tag team match as well, I don't remember that one off the top of my head, it took me a long time to look up these matches, <laughs> cause he has a lot of fucking matches, and he also in case anybody didn't know, Muda was um, the 2001 wrestler of the year in PWI and I don't even think he had a 5 star match in that year from Dave Meltzer so Dave Meltzer was a hard grader on uh, Muda for whatever reason but uh no it was Vader um I tried to okay so here's the thing well, I thought isn't Muda it had, the same is that the same G1
0: where he was in the final against Chono that's a great question I don't know and I guess it would have to be right cause if that's how the fuck did Dave okay so that match is his G1 final against Chono is actually like a pretty well known match cause it was like a it was like a long match especially for the time and that's crazy to me that he would give that a he would give a leader match that I don't fucking remember here's the thing so I already
1: thought it was crazy because I was gonna try to trick you right not even gonna lie to you I was gonna try to trick you but I couldn't because he only had the one fucking five star singles and the one five star tag team I'm Uh, thinking going into this that Muda had several five star matches and that he had to have at least had one under the great Muda name right so right. I was going to say... Like, I was going to use one of the names and then try to trick you and be like, nah, that was Keiji Mudo, not The Great Muda. But no, this is, this is only two fucking five-star matches from Dave Meltzer, which is crazy to me. One tag team and one singles match, and the singles match was against Vader in a
0: G1. it's G1. It's got to be the G1 where he ended up against Chono at the final, and it was like a, a long match that uh, Chono ended up winning, obviously. Um... That's real weird to me that, that he would score the Vader match in that same G1 of 5 and not the Trona match of 5. Okay, whatever. I believe you.
1: <clears throat> it's all good. You're still up 4-2. to two. You can get the next two wrong and you'll still have the title. So. <laughs> mm. No, you're good. Uh, and I do have the next two already set up as well. However, um, they're based off our couple of our other videos that we're gonna do offline so got that going on as well um but yeah so that was that and uh let's ask the wrestling journalist should Muda have had more five-star ratings than just fucking one? I guess I know. Outlook good. <laughs> I guess not. I guess it wasn't outlook good. I like outlook good. I I assume that that means yes. We're going to say that
0: means, yeah. Yeah! Um, yeah, 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 huh.
1: yeah, that's crazy, right?
0: It's weird. Yeah. I, I would not have expected that, um, star ratings, alright,
1: so there you All guys have ratings. it. Ryan's going to keep looking. To prove me wrong, but I promise no, you... No, 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 no. I'm
0: just curious what he scored that Chono match. Oh, okay. See, I or thought, if he scored it.
1: See, Chono, I thought Chono was the obvious answer as well, and I didn't really think it was going to fuck up my question until he had the impromptu match with Chono at the fucking pay-per-view for his last match. And then I was like, well, fuck. I, need, I was thinking about changing the name, honestly, because I was like, oh, well, he just put Chono in there because he's fought Chono a shit ton of times. um, And I was going to put somebody else in there. But I ended up leaving him in there anyway. But yeah. I forgot what the tag team match was that he had a 5-2.
0: Okay, so it was the it was the same G1. Okay, so what did he give the final? He gave the Masahiro Chono match a
1: uh, 4.75. Uh, okay. All right. So there it is. He gave a 4.75 for the final a 5 to the Vader versus uh, Keiji Mudo match. So Weird. <sighs> yeah. And then like, even though he won in 2001, he had like no 5-star matches in that either. I thought that was weird too. I wonder what his one tag team match, because I totally forget what it was now. Who, who was in that match.
0: I'm going to look it up real quick. Why not? You know, I'm curious about, because I don't even fucking remember this match.
1: i forgot which one was the five star i do like that the cage match uh or pro fight uh db whichever one you're looking at uh has the five stars in a blue text anyway so it's easier to find oh found it damn i got lucky all right it was in 87 it was muda and shiro koshinaka defeating Akira, Maeda and Takata. And it was a title match. IWGP Ain't World no Title. Night. And it was Muto winning the titles. His team winning the titles. That was a five-star. That was his only five-star tag team match. But his only five-star tag team match came in 87. And then what year was the G1? Where he you got the five-star against Vader? 91. 91? Yep, 91. So yeah, his only two five-star matches were in 87 and 91. That's crazy to me. But he won the fucking wrestler of the year
0: in 2001. That match was only 13 minutes long. Okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> the, the fucking Chono Muda match was 29 minutes. Just because it's a long match, so I mean, it's good. No, it doesn't, but it does in G1 language. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. that's so dumb
1: to me He's 4 and 2 but it was a good guess at least you got the Chono part right Chono was an obvious one and you said fuck that Chono fuck that Chono shit um, yeah. but anyway there's the show for you hope you guys enjoyed it we're gonna split this bad boy up put it on YouTube we got a couple other uh, videos that we're gonna shoot for YouTube away from Twitch as well appreciate everybody coming in Ewok for trying to fuck up my stream with the Spongebob <laughs> with the Spongebob uh, sound and uh, yeah so we'll see you guys shortly hope you guys enjoy the week and revolution this upcoming weekend which we'll have our prediction shows up eventually on the youtube channel as well doses